Welcome to Great Hearts Table, a podcast for pastors and those who love them. As you know, I have a particular affinity for the smaller church, not just because I pastor one and not at all because a small church is necessarily better, but because it and its pastors are often unnecessarily maligned. That said, we should all take to heart the inherent dangers of the small church. And so I've titled this post, Six Things I Hate About You. I know it's supposed to be 10 things, but this podcast runs on a very strict budget and we could only afford six. Thanks for joining us around Great Hearts Table. Recently, Barb, my wife, and I picnicked at a park on the edge of a beautiful lake. A sign near the water's edge warned us not to enter the water because, this being Florida, quote, harmful bacteria and amoeba may be present, end quote. I'm not particularly tempted to swim in Florida lakes to begin with, but that's largely because of the more visible dangers, such as alligators. And so I appreciate the integrity, whether forced or voluntary, of the Park Service to alert me to these more invisible threats. It's in that spirit, then, that I have created the following voluntary warning label for small churches. No doubt a broader one could be issued for the church in general, but those hazards are better known, more visible. My concern is for the hidden and often invisible dangers that particularly circulate around the small church. Those who walk through our doors should do so with their eyes wide open. And to that end, therefore, I offer the following. Feel free to use it, adapt it, or ignore it as needed. Warning. We welcome you to our church. You should be aware, however, that attendance at and involvement in a smaller church is associated with certain specific hazards. Number one, you will not be able to hide. You will find it a challenge to remain comfortably anonymous here. When you visit, you will stand out as someone new. If you don't leave quickly, people are likely to approach you and talk to you. If you settle into the church and miss a Sunday, you might be pestered with texts or phone calls from those who missed you. In time, should a medical or family crisis occur in your life, it will be hard to conceal. You will be known. Number two, you will see the pastor. The pastor will not be someone you can confine to the pulpit. He, or she as the case may be, may recognize and greet you at the grocery store, unaware that he's forgotten to comb his hair. He may come see you in the hospital when you have no makeup on. He'll greet you at a Little League game where he'll then embarrass you by being a dad and shouting stupid stuff. He and his awful sense of humor will show up in your life more than you've experienced in the past and possibly more than you desire. He may laugh too loudly, talk too much, or listen too carefully you might end up revealing more about yourself than you intended. Number three, you will experience social and organizational frustration. Successful professionals, persons with reputations in the business community, and those with important civic roles tend to be attracted to larger, more obviously influential churches. 
Consequently, the leadership of the small church will be populated by people of ordinary gifts who may lack skills in organizational or financial management. They may know how to pray, and their lives may be exemplary, but they may not manage the church in the way you believe it should be managed, and they may not be the kind of people whose names will be profitably dropped in broader social contexts. Number four, you will be asked to do stuff. Small churches cannot pay professionals to do much of the work, and so it will fall upon you. You may be needed to mow lawns and clean baseboards. There are soundboards to be staffed and meals to be prepared. And though you're a busy and private person, you might be asked to spend time with people you don't know, caring for babies in the nursery or trimming bushes on a Saturday morning. Further, if you then become friends with these people, which is likely they may not be the right sort of people. See number three above. Number five, your children will talk to adults. Since there aren't as many kids the same age as your own, your children may need to have conversations with men and women much older, and they may be encouraged to show concern for children much younger. It will be harder for them to quickly disappear into a social environment built to insulate them. They will come to be known by those who are not their peers and cared for by people not hired to care for them. Their models and mentors will be the Christian adults around them living faithful, if sometimes messy, lives. And number six, you will begin to care. As you get more deeply involved, you'll begin to care about the church, and with caring comes stress and weakness. A small church always feels as if it's just a step or two away from oblivion. The budget will be tight, the ministries will operate on a shoestring. You'll be moved, therefore, to give more, and you will be challenged to depend more upon the work of the Holy Spirit to keep it all afloat. You will sacrifice your own resources and your own self-dependence. It will make you feel weak. We are glad to have you. However, we do encourage you to weigh these potential dangers as you assess your possible involvement in our church. Thank you. Greatheart's Table is published on the first, second, and fourth Mondays of each month in both audio and print format. Thanks to Over the Rhine for permission to use their wonderful songs, All My Favorite People, and Called Home. And thanks to you for listening. I am Randy Greenwald, pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Oviedo, Florida. Just shy of breaking down, there's a bend in the road that I have found called home. Take a left to loneliness, there's a place to find forgiveness.